Welcome back to Behind the Hotelier. This time round, I'm going to get a little bit deeper. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, please get um, the chance to have a look back at some of the other episodes. You'll kind of then get where I'm going with this. If you have listened already, I'm going to try and link this a little bit more to the previous episode. Now, I looked last time at your network and how I felt it was important, it was crucial to have good people around you. Firmly believe that. This time round, I'm going to just take that a bit further and tell you a little bit more about me personally. So, first lockdown, I sit here now in lockdown number three. Uh, But yeah, the first one, I'd joined a virtual conference with a group of fantastic women, um, all from within and around our industry. And one of the things we touched on was learning about yourself, stripping back a little bit more, and just understanding probably what makes you tick. Um, Separately to that, I'd actually taken on a 21-day challenge with Leanne Brown, and we'd looked again at different activities that helped you strip back, learn a little bit more about yourself, um, maybe what makes you tick as well, things you were grateful for, that kind of thing. That led me on to um, actually utilising Leanne's book, So Girl Got Grit is a fantastic tool to help you break down your thoughts, your ideas, your ambitions. And if you've not really started any sort of journaling um, activity, then it's a really good one to, to get you going. Anyway, so that aside, I um, spent some time looking at the activities that we'd done through through both um through both sessions now one of them was looking at your superpower so i'm going to ask you this what is your superpower so please bear with me but just have a think about it while i continue so as i said i'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey of me um where to start is always a difficult one. I've got a, an extremely difficult temptation all the time to go off onto a different tangent. Sometimes I'm a little bit too much, but I shall give it my best shot and um, try and stay in my lane a little bit. So I'm Jess. Uh, I'm 32 years old and I'm mum to two pretty incredible children, even if I do say so myself. Saffron's 14 and Carlos is nine. And I'm Director of Sales at Hotel Football in Manchester. And I've been in the industry now for about 12 years. So, although I never intended to take a career in the industry, it has become my passion and my hobby all in one. I love everything about it. It's not often you get the opportunity to combine the two, but somehow hospitality for me works. Um, Thinking across kind of the number of years that I've been in the industry, everything from you know, starting as an operations assistant and taking pride in my tea and coffee trolley. You know, it was mine. I was in charge of that and I loved it. To now, me being able to tell people about where I work and what we've got to offer and, you know, trying to get people engaged in what we're doing. Two different things, but two very important, uh, two very important things to be doing within, within the hotel. I love it, okay? But... When I think back to growing up, 
and how I'd planned my life. Being a hospitality professional was never something that ever crossed my mind. It was never on the agenda. Um, some of you may relate to this, but back in school, the only thing with any real connection to hospitality was the travel and tourism subject that was taught in secondary school. Now, if we're honest, it really focused around um, being an air hostess, didn't really ever focus on the wider offering that the industry has. And obviously, back then, if you do know me, my mere height of five foot one was never gonna get me as an air hostess, okay? So I resigned myself to the fact that I'd probably never make the cut. So I watched on as all my taller friends uh, had quite a nice couple of years for GCSE. But anyway, so without any real desire, um, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, to be honest. Nothing ever really, it never really stuck out at me with anything that I wanted to do. You know, I was a bit of a history geek, but didn't really take history in secondary school. It was more of a personal, uh, personal interest of mine. Um, in school, the subjects weren't really what I wanted to learn about. So it was very mishmash didn't really didn't really have a path if you like anyway so I decided to play it safe so the only A that I'd ever got in my GCSEs was in ICT so obviously um, what now would probably look like computer science so I felt that that was a good enough reason to kind of roll with it and then I became pregnant now side note yes that was very difficult okay so without going into masses of detail, it was the first time that I'd ever had the lesson of character building. Part of it was simply because I'd enrolled myself on the wrong IT course and presented with the fact of me being pregnant, I was like, oh, okay, I can't really tell my mum that I'm pregnant and I'm going to ditch college because it's the wrong course probably wasn't going to wash was it um what I'd done is I'd, I'd enrolled myself on the higher course so it was a lot more difficult and yeah if you've ever done anything like that and you have to work with binary it was quite hard but anyway so I thought I can't really present her with both of these obstacles I need to kind of figure it out myself so I thought right I will try to do my very best in this subject and I arrived at my second year, so let me track back a little bit. I was due, I'd started in September, I was due in the June. I decided in my head strategically, I'm going to leave at Easter, so it was April time. I'm going to leave at Easter, I'm going to have my baby in June and I'm going to be back for my second year in September. Anyone was to say that to me now, I'd be like, you are mad, okay? I've had two children, and even I know now, there's no way you can be that organised, okay? You don't know how you're going to feel, you don't know what's going to happen, but 16-year-old Jessica was like, this is exactly how it's going to go down. So, I remember arriving at my second year, feeling quite proud that I'd, I'd done it, and I was here at my second year of college, against all the odds that everyone threw at me and my pass didn't work anymore to get into the building and I was a bit disheartened I was like oh okay maybe they didn't think I was coming back anyway by the time I'd faffed about at reception to get a new key cut I'd um, made my way up to the, 
there's the suite where my t- my kind of classmates would be. And I sat down and realised that my login didn't work anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And again, that, that was another kind of... Uh, it was another kind of pain point because I thought, oh, it's not even now a coincidence. So I went to find my course tutor who was a older lady. So again, young, younger girl, I'm in this situation. I go to my female course leader thinking of the support element and it wasn't there. It was a case of, well, I didn't expect to see you back in this year, you know. You've, you've got a kid now and I was mm, this wasn't really the answer that I was looking for now whether it was commitment whether it was stubbornness etc I can't quite tell you because back then I was probably quite angry inside about what was happening and as a teenager yes it's probably stubbornness but I made the pro- promise to myself that I would finish that course in one way shape or form so I did I happened to pass with a triple distinction so much so I was then put forward for a Queen Silver Jubilee Award little did they know that you know 16 year old Jess would leave you know 18 and a half year old Jess with this award and she's passed with one of the highest grades in a class you know who knew that could happen eh? when you've got a baby to to get up in the night for but anyway so I did and it was being 18 with a, uh, a two-year-old that I started a role within Hilton. Now, I would never, ever, ever forget the care and the commitment that my general manager gave to me um, at the time. So it was at the Hilton at the airport. It was crazy busy. It was lovely. But he enabled me to work full-time. Obviously, I needed to earn some money now. And I was then able to attend university part-time So again, thinking back to that plan of how I thought my life was going to be, university never even came into the question. But all of a sudden, I seem to have this bug for trying to do things that people think you can't do. Like, you can't go to university, obviously, when you've got a child. That's absolutely ridiculous. But I found a way of doing it. So I worked full-time. I did that part-time. Yes, it took me longer, but I got there in the end. Um, but it allowed me to gain valuable experience, but not sacrificing the opportunity to recognise myself academically as well. So I felt like it was a good fit. At the time, it would only be for the duration of my degree, right? Wrong. Okay. <laughs> Ten years later, wonderful years, may I add, I'm still in the industry. So I developed with Hilton over a total of uh, just under eight years, two different cities. Um, I did a bit of a stint with Thistle as well. I got to learn how another brand worked. Really enjoyed it. And now I find myself with GG Hospitality. I've actually just celebrated my fifth anniversary um, as, I, as I'm as i speaking right now. So today is my fifth anniversary. Anyway, um, so it's where I find myself today. I've loved every minute of it. The highs, the lows, you know... Oh gosh, everything in between, okay? And the best thing for me is my children have enjoyed the journey too. So no matter where I've been, they can tell you all about the different brands of Hilton. They can tell you cafe football's menu, okay? They, they've they really lived and breathed it. When we go on holiday, I have my own, my own little hotel inspectors. It's quite interesting. It's cool actually to see it from 
a younger set of eyes. But again, side note, this is where it got me thinking that we don't do a lot in our industry to attract that younger generation. If you're to say to someone, you know, you work in a hotel, they don't see the opportunities that are available to them. Or you work in hospitality, well, what does that mean? You know, you know what, that could mean you're an event producer. That could mean you are responsible for live acts on a stage. Nobody quite... You, you can't quite put your finger on it and there's a whole world of opportunity out there. Anyway, I've got to admit, it was difficult at first. Again, um, starting out at work, being 19 and I have an almost three-year-old, do you introduce yourself as a mum? Do you tell people that you're a mum? It's amazing how quickly you can have the attention of a room, whether it be a board meeting, um, a, a departmental meeting. It's incredible how quickly you can lose interest as soon as you say that because you know as soon as you introduce yourself and say anything of that nature, they are no longer listening to anything that comes out of your mouth. They are thinking that you are not old enough and their cogs are turning in the head to figure out just how, how, how old you were when you had this child. That was quite hard. Um, it was quite difficult because I I found that I'd created this stigma for myself. I mean, okay, any um, anyone critical would say, you know, what did you expect? It was going to happen. But it's still quite hard to deal with, right? All sorts of questions would swirl around and I soon learned that I needed to try and change the perception. I did have children to think about, but this then made my time more precious, even priceless. I had a set number of hours in the day before I had to leave to complete the mum run to nursery. But as long as I knew this and I pushed myself for the best, then what could anybody else say or expect of me? So over time, as I grew older, I began to notice for some reason that being um, an event executive, being an event manager, a commercial manager, it never really seemed to spark too much controversy. Oh, I can't speak now. Controversy. <laughs> Predominantly nine to five, occasional training, late meeting, etc. But as soon as I took the plunge into proactive sales, the contrast became clear. So... All of a sudden, it's we're early 2015, I've got two children to consider and it's then a case of how will you manage multiple late nights, client entertaining, networking, general prospecting with clients if you've got children. It was never an issue for me, but it did seem to be an issue for a particular employer that I'd taken a bit of a gamble on. But at the time, I replied simply with, I'm the one with the children it was my concern to be had. My children weren't salespeople, so it shouldn't concern them, right? So, safe to say, after a few months with them, I no longer saw eye to eye, and that is now where I find myself where I am. And as I said before, my children live and breathe this product as if it were their own. They love everything about it. You would never know that, at the time, a 13-year-old and... A seven-year-old can get so excited about a new hotel opening in the city centre. But that's exactly what they felt like when we opened the Stock Exchange in Manchester. It was exciting. All of a sudden, hotel football had a sister. So, it's amazing. Now, 
the reason why I shared this little bit is I wanted you to think about your superpower. So I'm going to ask you again to think about it. What is your superpower? So you've seen it before where we'll do icebreakers, um, our table talk, and on many occasions we'll say things like, oh, what's your superpower? Or, you know, your secret talent. And we might be like, oh, I'm a secret chef. Or I'm organised. Or I did this, I did that. But we don't really think about what we're saying or we don't really give it the thought and be honest with ourselves what is it what is our superpower but 15 years ago I began to discover mine and it wouldn't be until I've sat back now at 32 that I would fully understand it and it's resilience resilience is defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness And I know that this sits within the root of everything that I've done. It's been amazing to see just how many obstacles can present themselves. And it's been incredible for me to sit and look back at exactly how I dealt with certain things. Things like me getting to the age of 26, 27 even... And me being confident in in my um, in myself enough to turn round and say to an employer, the children aren't your concern, they're mine. Sixteen year old Jess wouldn't have done that. So, for me, looking back at how I've dealt with things in the beginning, probably more stubbornness and trying to prove people wrong. Looking back, was that healthy for me? Probably not. You know, I think. I've touched on it, the, the trauma of having a, a child so young is hard enough, but to pile on the pressure to, to achieve everything you possibly can, is, is it was probably a silly thing to do. But what it did was it helped me learn quickly how to not necessarily make obstacles a bad thing, but how can you turn them into your advantage? And there'll be many people that will be listening to this that could potentially relate, you know, And the biggest thing for me now, again, I touched on the work of Girls Out Loud in the last one, but the biggest thing for me now is how I can translate and make my children understand that and what happens with the next generation. Just because you find yourself in a certain situation, it doesn't mean that that is the end or that is how something is going to be. There's a way of navigating And it's just how much you trust yourself to be able to navigate through that effectively. Anyway, that was probably a lot. And before I end up on a big tangent, I'm going to leave it there. But if you've got any thoughts, um, if you want to let me know what your superpower is, please do. And I shall see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.